The Hundred Marathon Club by Darren Smith I am quite excited about this one. Not in a Michael McIntyre bounding across the stage like a demented rabbit kind of excited. More sedate, more calm, more me. Maybe I'll try to record this with less cynicism than normal in honour of the occasion. Maybe less downright disdain for the whole concept of running, given that this, this race, means that I can finally quote John Bon Jovi and say, Whoa, I'm halfway there. And God knows how I got here. No Well, maybe not God, but I don't know how I got this far. It would have taken a genius to work out if I'd ever get to 50 marathons or above. Hold on for one cotton picking minute, Darren me old sausage. I can predict the future of the cosmos, but your so-called running life is way beyond my comprehension. Fair enough, Stevie, me old sausage. Uh, so, apparently geniuses couldn't work out that I'd get this far, and I don't blame them, really, because personally, I never thought I would get to 50 marathons or above. Certainly not in five years, but here we are. And I would be running this one with my old pal Keith. Having run the Round Reading Ultra with Lewis and the Chiltern 50 with Jen, Run to the Sea saw the return of the hinge and bracket of running, the Stadler and Waldorf of jogging, the Cheech and Chong of the Long Walk, me and Colonel Bogey himself, Keith Miller. Say hello, Keith. Hello, Keith. <laughs> Joker. And Keith would be joining me for what would be number 50, Run to the Sea, 10th of October 2020. It is the other RTTS, not Race to the Stones. This is a Run to the Sea, starting in Ringwood and ending in Hengistbury Head on the coast, having run the very straight and very long Castleman Trail. And it would be organised by Ultraviolet Running, the team who brought you the very COVID-aware Round Reading Ultra that started my post-corona racing life. And it could have gone terribly if it hadn't been for Keith. The weather had been pretty bad of late. A week of solid rain had dampened my spirits and made a lot of people and a lot of animals angry. And by things, or stroke animals, I mean wasps. For on the Sunday before the race, I was stung in the mouth. Not the face, not the head in the mouth, not on the lips, inside the mouth, with the little fucker leaving its stinger on the inside of my lip and causing a reaction that made me look like Homer Simpson's dad after having lip fillers. It swelled so much it nearly closed my right eye and my right cheek became a jowl and hung lower than a Tory's moles. And that wasn't the end of it. What with the bad weather, I had packed my new Scott trail shoes that were completely untested and would probably cripple me. But, fortunately, young Keith is 15 minutes from the start and told me the route would be 99.9% .9 on either path 
or the seafront, and that the other 0.1% would be a field, maybe two. And he would also be wearing road shoes, and that advice alone made this whole venture possible. Now, we did drink the night before, starting in his local, where everybody socially distanced and hand sanitized for the greater good. Before we then polished off a bottle and a half of wine, and then some filthy moonshine that JK and Claire had bought when they stayed with Keith, that coated my teeth to the next morning, after very little sleep and sweating like a monkey on the pull-out couch in the PlayStation room of Keith's house. The start, in pitch darkness as it was, was very familiar. It was the pen system of Round Reading Ultra, six at a time, your number denoting your wave, moving forward two minutes at a time before you were off. But before I was off, I had to complete my morning ablutions. I can't even eat at 5.30 in the morning, let alone poo. And my digestive system is in hibernation for a good two hours after that. I couldn't go at the house, forcing it would have basically prolapsed me, causing that whole human windsock thing. And so I left nature to do her thing. And fortunately, with 10 minutes before my start time, she did. And I was very, very relieved of that fact. The pasta and meatballs from the night before would have made me feel like I was running with a bowling ball in my lower intestines. Getting rid of them made for a far better start of the race. And so we were off in our group of six. And oh my God, it was on stony trail right from the beginning. Dead straight. So straight, in fact, and flat and samey that you could probably think of it as dull. I know Keith did say as much, but I was glad. It would be straight and flat and on path. Forget the muddy hills and winding course of the Chiltern 50. I would finally have a chance to motor towards my 50th marathon and above. And so I did. Oh, well, that's the first 5k done. It's a... Uh, it's all on sort of trail, uh, stone paths kind of stuff. Uh, very glad that Keith told me about this, so I didn't wear my bulky trail shoes. Uh, so I got my new roads on and bumping along, so that's the first 5k down. Uh, the key is to keep in front of Keith. Anyway, on to the next one. The aim was to stay in front of Keith for as long as possible. And he and I had a long history of races together. We met because he needed a head torch for the Threshold series of Race to the King, Tower and Stones that I also completed. We met in real life at a real pub near his real work in Westminster and I lent it to him there before we then went to another pub much later on so he could hand it back to me. We enjoyed the spectacle of running the Athens Marathon together. And he had decided to go full rabbit at Portland Coastal in my second year of running it by wearing bunny ears and a cotton tail. 
when we ran Green Man Ultra with me just running the 30 miler and Keith the 45, we stayed pretty much the exact same distance apart the whole race. Keith, however, had been training. Having signed up to complete the 100-mile Grand Slam series with Centurion running in 2021, he had coaches. He trained. I was now just barely a runner who used a peloton to keep fit between races. And so he had the upper hand. But by jingo, I wanted to somehow stay ahead of him for as long as possible. When I ran the Round Reading Ultra with Lewis, I had a 45-minute head start, and I still expected him to come herring past me around 15k. But somehow, I stayed ahead until 34. I only had a half-hour head start on Keith, so we would see just how long the chase would last. What's that? bike race where one heads off first and the others then chase them it's the the pursuit that's it this was a pursuit just without the bikes and two slightly hungover middle-aged men running towards the coast (sighs) well i'm now oh probably 10k in uh it's now uh, quarter past eight in the morning, but it does look as if it's going to be a nice one. Thank God I wore my road shoes, because this would have been bloody painful otherwise. Unlike the Reading Ultra, where you did feel like you were by yourself for much of the route, here there were always runners around you, and it geed you on as we went through the occasional field, more paths, more road, and then back onto the straight-as-a-die trail plodding along, tunes on, glad once more of the opportunity to run a real race rather than one of these dirty virtuals. Okay, so that was 15k and checking over my shoulder, Keith isn't in sight just yet, so (laughs) that's my mission for today, finish uh, ahead of Keith somehow. Uh, he's a nimble bucker, so uh, we'll have to see. Anyway, on to the next one. Now, you did have to stop at the checkpoints, or at least head over the timing mats. The first checkpoint was just before 10k, and the second was at 18. But then there was this large gap of 14 kilometres before you hit the third. Or was it 14? Yeah, because it was about 34k, maybe 33. Not that it really affected me. I had the Scott vest on with the two large bottles, totaling a litre and a half of Lucozade in one and Coke in the other, and with a spare uh, small can of the new and quite disgusting Coke energy drink in the pack itself. It did mean, though, that I could keep running all the way until. And that's the first 20 kilometers down. Uh, my maths was a bit off. I suddenly thought, oh my God, I've got to halfway. Like over an hour quicker than uh, Chilton 50, but turns out my maths is off. This is only 20k so far. Still got a long time to go. Though. 
Uh, yeah, lovely and sunny, mostly path, very dry. Yeah, I'm enjoying this one, it's great. Yeah, so that was odd. Um, I got to halfway at the Chiltern 50 in a decent enough time for me. But for a minute, well, a few good minutes as I stared at my new Chorus watch, I was thinking, I'm an hour ahead of that. I am going to smash my PB to smithereens. Well, no, I still had 5k to run. This was a 50 after all, not just a marathon. I felt like a bit of a twonk, but you know, inevitably I would get there. So, I made it to 25k now. That's halfway. Officially 30 minutes faster than I did at the Chilton 50, which is good. Um, in the middle of the woods still, still no sign of Keith, but I'm starting to flag now. Oh, I've had a few wobbles, but uh, kind of getting past, kind of getting through. Lots of dogs, lots of dogs around. Dogs are cute. They're keeping me entertained. Anyway, second half, let's go for it. I'm halfway there. Whoa, oh. And I was still half an hour ahead of the Chilton 50. But only 10 minutes ahead of schedule if I was to beat my 50k PB that I gained at the Round Reading Ultra only nine weeks earlier. But I hadn't eaten though, not that morning. Breakfast was a no-no for me. Keith, uh, bless him, had made me a bacon roll. Uh, I made myself a cup of tea, but I, I just couldn't eat. And so... I was at 25k and I was starting to flag a bit. I I do need to sort my race nutrition out. It's the one thing that's really missing. And uh, I have plenty in the calendar to try different things now. Um, here, though, I was starting to feel a little bit sick from lack of food or too much coke or too much water or maybe the wine, beer and moonshine from the night before. But much like Queen... Don't stop me now. Well, I've made it to the sea. Uh, I don't know where Wimborne, I think it is. Somewhere between Poole and, and Bournemouth. Uh, the finish is in Bournemouth. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's uh, three and a half hours in. Uh, so technically I am certainly five kilometres ahead of where I was at Chilton 50. Uh, now, now I've just got to do the last 20. And so as if by magic, the trail race was now over and we now had to head along the seafront all the way to the finish. The crowds didn't make it easy, though lots of old shuffling south coast types made us zig and zag our way around their zimmer frames and little portable walkers and whatever they called mobility scooters until ultimately at 32k maybe 33 just before the third checkpoint young keith came past and any pressure that that element of the race was giving me was gone but then it was replaced with something new something much more personal i was still running well, run walking, but more running than walking as I hit 35k. If I wanted to go for a PB, I needed to keep going. 
and that is 35 kilometers now done i'm feeling quite sprightly keith went by at 32 which means the pressure is off me i don't have to now keep checking over my shoulder to see if he's coming i can just keep plodding along now uh knowing that he's basically going to get a coffee at the end and have a nap so uh yeah 15k down off oh, 35k down 15 to go uh on to the last bit and so let's go surfing now everybody's learning how come on surf safari with me well people were kite surfing for sure and windsurfing and paddle boarding and enjoying a pretty sunny midday along Bournemouth's beaches as families huddled in their little beach huts and people were advised to be cautious and avoid the groins i'm not quite sure what or who the groins are maybe the local pikey family with 10 kids and a snake of runners all pretty beaten up by now just kept ambling along well i've made it to uh, 40k uh somewhere on the beach front uh beach huts ice cream sand sun it's quite nice really it's a shame i've got to walk away from it for the next 10k uh however that is 40k done looks like i might even if i push my ass a little bit get a pb but we'll have to see i saw martin yelling a running pro if you know who he is going for a jog i hoped for a nod or some sort of recognition as he passed us after all we are amateur runners pootling along and he is well a pro but alas no he was probably uh, in the zone as they call it uh, but it would have been a shot in the arm for us and one that was kind of needed as all of our heads were starting to drop at this point and i'd moved on from my run walk to a march with one eye on the clock <sighs> well <sighs> 45k now uh, five to go which is great uh, down onto the Bournemouth promenade millions of people uh, not very Covid friendly but I will do my best to dodge um, but anyway 45k down five to go and now time to wake up Keith and get a drink the last 5k lasted forever and i was not alone in thinking this a couple ran by asking where the finish was and i had no idea i said that according to my watch we had a little bit under a kilometer to go but the lady didn't understand kilometers so i had to break it down into yards still hengistbury head the nature reserve and archaeological site archaeological site uh, was much further away in the distance and we knew that we were not allowed to finish there uh, so we hoped that the car park where we assumed the finish was would be a dam site closer and it was just after hitting some sand dunes and sandy paths that slowed us down to a trudge and then undulating hillocks if you pardon my french all the way to the ultraviolet running flags i kept going i was there and according to the results i may have been the slowest darren of the five and the slowest smith of the seven but i was the only darren smith and i beat my previous personal best at the 50k 
by 24 minutes. I reached the 50, the magical 50, 50 marathons or above in five years and 13 days. A second PB at the distance in nine weeks, my fifth race in nine weeks too. I was still disappointed, but the nutritional element needs to be looked at. I do need to work on that. I I simply can't run 35k and then burn out for the rest of the race and walk it in. I need to add that extra 15k to my arsenal. Back-to-back runs at the weekend will do it. Breakfast of porridge and oats and dried fruit and maybe salty potatoes, if you pardon my French, uh, to take with me. But I don't know. I'm not an expert. Something is needed, though. Maybe I should just borrow Stephen Hawkins' chair. And you can keep your dirty bits off my chair. Just train for it for once, you bastard. Charming. But that was it, my 50th. So I hope you've enjoyed, as much as I have, getting halfway. Yes, John Bon Jovi, we are halfway there. Living on a prayer, etc., etc. But next up, fingers crossed, the Beachy Head Marathon. Celebrity voices impersonated. <laughs> 